What is going on, guys? Welcome back to the Kurt and Bob Show. He's Kurt. I'm Bob. Wednesday, February 15th, day after Valentine's Day, but also <laughs> a few days after the big Super Bowl. Curtis, man, what a crazy Super Bowl. Talk to me a little bit about uh, about what you did for that night. Talk to me about boy, your Super Bowl night. Boy, what a game. Uh, I had, had like eight people over, pretty good, really good turnout, lots of food, thanks to the parents and Nana in town, everyone cooking it up, and uh, it was, yeah, phenomenal Super Bowl night. Uh, what a great game for, you know, those first three quarters were so tight. And that fourth quarter felt like it just flew by. Like, I, I don't, it, it was, it was absolutely insane. I was like, wait, what just happened? I'm like, how, how, how all three of those quarters, like you could pick so many plays from each quarter up until the fourth. And then the fourth was over like that. It was, it was absolutely crazy. So it was a sweet, sweet one for sure. Uh, how was, what was your setup? Like how was a Super Bowl watch party for you? Yeah, so I was with uh, my aunt and uncle, and my cousins. Um, so I was watching Sweet. it in their basement on their on their massive TV. Um, so it was a good time. It was a good time for sure. And uh, I had I had some Super Bowl squares. You ever played the Super oh, Bowl? Oh, that's squares? we had we did squares too. Yeah, yeah. I won yeah. one. I won first quarter seven seven. I loved it. Harrison Bucker missing that field goal saved me. Dude. <laughs> Get this on. I needed the last. I needed the field goal in the end of the fourth quarter. I won two hundred bucks. Because I won final Holy score, crap. nice. And it was I needed. I literally, as soon as the third quarter ended, I crunched the numbers. I said, "Here's what I need. I need a touchdown. I need a two point conversion, <laughs> and then I need the Chiefs to do, you know, whatever." The, and That's literally, awesome. it, everything that I said that I needed to happen happened. That's and I was so like, beautiful. Let's go. That is it was, so yeah, beautiful. Nice, nice two hundred dollar, <laughs> two hundred dollar deposit. So, yeah, I was, was in uh, for thirty and I won fifty, so a net gain of twenty that night. Huge, huge. Not bad. <laughs> I was for I sure. was in for only twenty and I ended up two hundred. That's awesome. Yeah, That's so awesome. I love. Yeah, so that was, was the first time I fourth quarter was crazy. Yeah, I was really. So I yeah. mean, actually, I'd I seen them before, but I'd never done them. Like I've never participated. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so it was um, it was a wild it was a wild fourth quarter for me because I was like. I was so mad in the fourth quarter. Patrick Mahomes has that big long run, yeah. And I'm like, he's oh, he's damn. literally trying to score a touchdown right here. Like Chiefs just kick, just wait it out and kick the field goal. Yeah, that's all you need to do. And Patrick Mahomes has this massive run, and then um, who was it? Was it McKinnon that slid on like the yeah, two yard Pacheco, line? Or Pacheco, he slid. Pacheco? Yeah, yeah, because the, the safeties gave it away. They didn't even try to tackle him, and Pacheco was like, "Wait no. a second! Oh crap! I gotta!" He's like, "I'm going down here." <laughs> Yeah, so he slid down, yeah, yeah. and then I was like, "Let's go!" I was like, "They're gonna milk, you know, they're gonna they're yep. just gonna milk the clock. Yep. Just knee it here and just kick the field goal." And then I was like, "That's all I need for us to win two hundred, for me to win two hundred bucks." And it happened. Beautiful. It was it was Beautiful. a movie. It was a movie of fourth quarter. Started gritting <laughs> in my, the basement of my let's go. <laughs> The worst gritty you've ever seen, worse than Mike Gusecki's gritty. Hey, that's um, honestly that's the uh, gritty I try to emulate now. Because like, hey, if, my, <laughs> if, my, if Mike can whip that out, bro, I'll hit that. Ironically, because it's it is For hilarious. Sure. It is hilarious. <laughs> it's yeah. It was uh, it was a fun night. It was a fun night. Yeah, it's it's great. Like, I mean, I guess we'll just get right. We can honestly go quarter by quarter with this game. I feel like like there was so much. So I guess we'll start first quarter. I'll just give them so. That Eagles first, I mean, Eagles and Chiefs both, they just traded methodical drives. Like, they both, it it was like there was no defense in the first quarter at all. Like, there was, (laughs) 
There was absolutely yeah. no no movement at all. Eagles run it down. Eleven plays, seventy five yards and four four minutes and fifty, and then the Chiefs just go seventy five yards and six plays in in three minutes. So they were just trading blows right from the start. You knew that over fifty one was gonna hit the second <laughs> that game started, and the Eagles ran it down so easy. You're like, yeah. oh, okay, this this game's on. This is on. So I guess we'll we'll skip ahead to the probably what was the. I would say the most impressive throw from Jalen Hurts all night, that A.J. Brown touchdown in the, uh, I believe it was start of the second quarter, that, that or end of the, yeah, end of the and first quarter, was- and then first play of the second quarter, because I got saved by that, because I had 7-7, uh, Harrison Butker missed that field goal, and the Eagles just ran the ball to end the first quarter, so I hit my score, my Super Bowl squares with that, got my fifty bucks. I was like, "Let's go!" All right, first play of the second quarter is that forty-five yard bomb to AJ Brown, and I was like, "Oh, what did I tell you guys? I knew they were because I, I was saying like, oh, they're they're hit, oh, they're gonna hit a bomb here. Like I could just feel it. I'm like, they're gonna go deep at some point because they're just tic tac, tic tac, tic tac all the way up the field." Um, so AJ Brown, my, my friends were laughing. They're like, you rigged this. You have the script. You <laughs> they were, they were pissed about that one, but what a freaking throw by Jalen Hurts. And the corner even played that good. Like McDuffie did a great job in coverage, but AJ Brown just, just knew where the ball was going, ran a perfect route and Jalen Hurts, a perfect throw. What'd you think about that? That first half there, I guess, was that one of your highlights as well? Yeah, I was, so it was funny because I was like, I ran upstairs at the end of the first quarter to like get food or whatever, so I missed that play, and <laughs> no my way. uncle's like, my uncle's like, I'm like, oh yeah, you know, talking about the score, and they're like, nah, like they just scored a touchdown. I was like, what are you talking about? They're on like the 40-yard line, what do you mean? <laughs> yep. like, yeah, they just threw it, you know, a deep ball, and I was like, are you kidding me? Oh yeah. So I watched the replay, uh, yeah, saw McDuffie, Absolute I was bomb. like, oh, the poor... The poor yeah. sap, the poor rookie. Yeah, <laughs> getting absolutely picked but, on by A.J. Brown down the field. Yeah. But, man, what a dart of a throw from Jalen, too, right to the open spot. So credit to Jalen on that one. Uh, and then then the, this this was, that was horrendous. This was horrendous. Uh, they, they do that play, right? 45-yard touchdown, Eagles up 14-7. The Chiefs get two yards in a minute. Like, they do nothing. They, they do absolutely nothing. They have to punt the ball immediately after the Eagles get an explosive touchdown like that. And whenever that happens, you just feel the momentum go that way. That was the Eagles' defense's really only big stop uh, of the night. In the, well, I guess they, they had another in the first half as well, but second half will, is another story. Uh, but that was a huge stop for them, massive for the Eagles. Uh, you know they what they they had the ball at their own thirty I think they got a first down and then third and one false start they go back five yards and then Jalen Hurts just like drops the I think I think Chris Jones just spooked him like somebody spooked Jalen Hurts they they got a free pass rush on him heading right at him Jalen you could tell was gonna try to scramble around like he was doing all night cooking Chiefs defenders in the backfield and he just dropped the ball like I, I don't I don't know what happened and and Nick Bolton from the Chiefs he picks that thing up and runs it all the way back it was that to me was just a punch in the gut for Eagles fans across the country like Man, you're the guy who just made the best play of the game. Just drop the ball right in front of the Chiefs' defense. Yeah. What what you think about that exchange? That was crazy to watch. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it, like I didn't even. 
know what really happened. Yeah, because all exactly. Of a sudden I like look up. I like look up, and I'm like, "What is going? The Chiefs are like wide open field. He went untouched, wide yeah. open. Just like, how does that happen? It was, it was very, very interesting. I was, I was very confused on. I was like, "What just happened?" I think yeah. I looked away for a second and then he, looked up. He didn't even get. Yeah, because Jalen didn't even get hit. Like he, no, he, he literally. It wasn't. There was nothing. It was just straight up dropped, and then there were just yeah. three Chiefs all around it, and they ran it right back. Scoop and score. Like, just... Yeah. So we had 28 yeah. points in, you know, a quarter and a half. So it was a absolutely, you know, crazy opening to the game here. Eagles come back. They respond. They get a nice touchdown uh, there. That was with, um, oh, man. They had, like, two QB sneaks on that drive. They were they were given the QB sneak to the Chiefs like nothing. I th- I think every single time they used it, they got a first down. Like, that, that is impossible. I, I don't know how the Eagles do it, how they drew it up. You know, they say they got the inspiration from rugby where, you know, they just lift Hurts up in the air, basically, and, and throw him forward for three yards. But it was crazy. The Eagles were just moving the ball at will uh in in the first half and especially with the QB sneak you know they force another punt from the Chiefs uh, after the Eagles go up 21-14 they close out the half with a nice 24-14 what were you feeling at halftime Bob were you like oh this one because Chiefs were getting the ball at half I to me 24-14 against the Chiefs it still felt like 14-14 uh what do you think I I still thought the Eagles were going to win that game I I thought I thought Eagles I don't know because Mahomes went down because, after that too, or right yeah, before that. He, yeah, yeah. I felt like the Eagles still had, still had a lot in the tank, and I really thought that they were still going to pull out a win in that game because, mm-hmm. you know, they did make this the mistake with you know the Jalen Hurts fumble the fiasco thing, yeah. and then you know stupid score and the and, uh, and just the way that they were moving the ball in the first just in the first quarter alone, I was like they'll be fine. You know, they've just they've got a couple couple things that didn't really go their way. Yeah. Um, and so, um, yeah, I just, I really thought, I mean, th- and they held their own for sure. And then, yeah, I mean, the rest is history. We'll get into the second half here. Though. Oh yeah. That's, I, yeah. I felt this. I was like Eagle. I was concerned about Mahomes, but you know, it's a Super Bowl, So they're going to put whatever magical substance they have <laughs> in those halftime locker rooms sure. in that ankle. Mahomes is going to feel like his ankle's stronger than it's ever been in his life. Uh, even though he's probably running on it, absolutely sprained it sprained to Jesus like I <laughs> so you knew you knew Mahomes wasn't going anywhere it's just man the, the Chiefs are just such a terrifying team like I've I've never felt so much confidence um in a team like down 20 I was like this is a 24-21 game I was like there is zero doubt in my mind that the Chiefs do not go down the field first drive from halftime and score a touchdown and that's exactly what they did 10 plays 75 yards just cutting the eagles up like butter uh man we'll we'll get into it at the end of this game but yeah this this eagles defense they i think they got distracted by rihanna's halftime performance or something you know i know a lot of the country did but man the defenders must have been watching it in the locker room and and forgot where they were for a minute because you know, Chiefs make it 21-24. The Chiefs defense finally steps up after the scoop and score, which, you know, I put more on the just awkward dropping of the ball than it was the Chiefs, you know, forcing a fumble. It was more of just the Chiefs taking advantage of a great opportunity, which that's the margin of error in the NFL, right? If, if you don't capitalize on every little small piece you get in the NFL, you're going to lose a game. 
So Chiefs defense was pretty much a non-factor in the first half. Chris Jones was throwing his helmet, yelling at the boys the whole first half, and they finally hold the Eagles to a field goal here uh, in the third quarter, and then it scores 27-21. The Chiefs just, again, just methodically, it was like, it, it felt like it felt like they were practicing. Like, it, it was just, Mahomes had one incomplete pass in the second half of this game. The whole second Dang, half. I had no idea yep, about that. Third and fourth quarter, he had one incomplete pass. Two, if you count that, Juju holding, which we'll definitely get into at the end of this one. But he had one incomplete pass this second half. They scored twice in the third quarter, uh, both a, not a 10-play and a 9-play drive going 75-yard, like, the Chiefs were just moving this ball down the field. Uh, I believe that was that was Kadarius Tony kind of whipping around the edge there for his touchdown. Uh, Kadarius Tony, he was phenomenal. His we'll get into his punt return because yeah, that was absurd. So Chiefs make it twenty eight twenty seven. Eagles get the ball back. What what are you thinking? What are you thinking at this moment, Bob? We're going in the fourth quarter. Eagles have choked this 10 point lead they're down by one now but hey they they got to remind themselves they're still a good they're still a great team right they got to roll down yeah so what i'm thinking is you know that to hit my super bowl squares right of course, I'm thinking that's, of course. All, that's, that's all that's all that matters that's score. <laughs> i'm like i don't care about either of these teams in here like i'm not <laughs> of course i i was i was rooting for I thought the Chiefs were going to win, but I was rooting for the Eagles because because of Jordan Davis and Nicole Dean and their two rookie guys. Yeah, UGA boys wanted them to get their title, and I really like Jason Kelsey. Of course, I really love absolutely Travis Kelsey. He's probably my favorite player in the league. But like, just a lot of a lot of factors wanting me to pull for the Eagles. So. But you know my Super Bowl squares. I had to keep those in mind. I had two hundred bucks on hey, the line. Of course, you got, you got cash so, on the line. So, like I said, I crunched the numbers. I was like, they need a touchdown. They need the two. They they should go for two. They should go for the two point conversion, so that that you know that a touchdown, a cheese touchdown, will only be able to tie the game. Yep. Obviously, so you ha- you yep. have to go for two. You don't have to. But I was like, it kind of forcing your hand if you want a good chance to win this football oh, yeah. game. And so, and then I. I was like, okay, so what I need is a Chiefs touchdown and then a field goal, and I'm golden, and I win. And, mm. I mean, dude. All that, came I mean, to fruition. It was, it was literally exactly what happened. It's, yeah, like, and it was all set up with that Kadarius Tony punt returned. Like, that dude, That was absurd. I so, was so mad about that because oh, I thought they man. were going to score a touchdown on that. I was like, I no. did. I did, too. I really thought – because did the wall – I watched a McAfee show this week, you know, former punter former NFL punter and they had the you know all all 22 view where it's just the sky cam showing the whole field and there was a massive miscommunication so to pick back up where we were Chiefs go down the field they scored another touchdown right it's 28-27 they hold the Eagles immediately to uh, a punt first Eagles punt to the punt to the game or no sorry they punted in the first half once as well but first punt to the second half for them uh, after the Chiefs defense made a good stand uh, to hold them to that field goal. Eagles punt, and on the McAfee show, they they broke it down where the punter, it looked like the punter screwed up. It was one of those, I don't know if you remember this. Do you remember way back when uh, the Giants, all they had to do was punt the ball out of bounds, and they punted it to Deshaun Jackson, and then Deshaun Jackson runs it back for a touchdown, and the Giants get yeah. in the playoffs, or the Eagles get in the playoffs over the Giants? That was yeah. one of these scenarios where the punter 
botched it and punts it to Canarius Tony you could see the players were running to the opposite side of the field as the ball was punted and then the whole Eagles team had to reroute over to Canarius Tony because they were like oh shoot it's it's going over there <laughs> we're 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 messing up here so the yeah. Eagles just formed or the Chiefs sorry the e- Eagles got blocked out by the Chiefs wall of players because Canarius Tony he just ran right back to his dudes. The Eagles are running sideways at this point, so he Canary <laughs> Stoney just ran the other way. He's faster than half the people out there, if not the majority or all the players out there on right. special teams. And he just walk. He's like walking. Uh, it looked like he was walking up the field. It, he was just so untouched. He he made one move right when he caught it, and boom, like that. That was it. It was a sixty-five yard punt return, not for a touchdown. But all the way to the uh, Eagles five yard line. So then you get your Chiefs touchdown there. You get your you yep. got your Pacheco up the middle. Mahomes incomplete pass. That was his only incomplete pass of the second half. And then uh, they you know Mahomes to Sky Moore, our boy Sky Moore from I still remember talking about him last year uh, during during the draft, right? So he was the he was the leading receiver for Mac for the Mac Conference last year, rookie. And man, he got a touchdown in the Super Bowl. I was talking about him right before it happened too, so it was it was perfect. Like your squares, it was picture perfect. I was talking to people in the room. I'm like, they have this guy Sky Moore, super fast, really good. Haven't seen him much yet. And then there's his touchdown right there, and they're like, "Holy crap! Did you call?" <laughs> they're like, "Did you know that?" I'm like, "Nope, just it's just happening." So, Eagles score. Right after that, they they finally respond because they were just getting beat up on in that second half. They you know go down the field. They make this game 35-35. And then what the whole country was talking about Monday, that I feel like now everyone, at least myself, I feel less bad about it today than I did on Sunday night. Um, the Eagles defender, James Bradbury, who's been phenomenal since they picked him up, um, he has a very crucial hold. The Chiefs, they drove the ball down the field from their own 25. They go all the way down to the Philly 15-yard line with a minute 54 left. So this play would have been an incomplete pass. The Eagles would have had about a minute and a half and one timeout to go back down the field to either tie the game or get a touchdown and win the game. But James Bradbury has called for... It's also a controversial holding. He himself, like Bradbury, the corner for the Eagles, came out and said he held him. Like he, he definitely held him. Juju ran a double move on him. He, you know, caught him off guard a little bit and was trying to catch up. You know, not lose any steam there, but made a crucial mistake holding penalty. I hated it in the moment uh, because we were all just so. I think I think the whole country was dead, like very into that game. Like it was a very exciting Super Bowl extremely back and forth uh both defenses were you know giving up a lot but still making plays in their in their own right so there was a lot going on here and this holding call it was just like oh no because after that automatic first down and the chiefs can just kneel this puppy out and that's exactly what they did so i, I don't know after i'll let all of you go for it what, what do you th- what do you think about the holding call a couple days removed from the bowl now so when initially when I saw it, I was like, uh, I was like, that's tough. I was like, I don't know if you can decide a game on that. Call. Yeah. But the more I thought about it, it was like, the, granted, the Chiefs 
there was still a decent amount of time left on the clock, so they could the Eagles could have got another shot at it. Mm-hmm. But the Chiefs were still going to kick a field goal there, regardless. It exactly. Be fourth down, still would have kicked the field goal, still would have gone up three. So the Eagles, they would have gotten the ball back, but was it enough time? I mean, you never know. I mean, it's one of those things where uh, you know, I guess we'll never know. Yeah, type thing. exactly. So, um, but especially after hearing James Bradbury come out and say, "I held him," I, you know, they called it. It's on me. Like yep. I, you know, they saw it. I did it. They saw it. Oh well, type thing. I yep. held him. Um, I felt way less bad about I, it after that. I was yeah, like, okay, yeah. Especially so. when I heard that, I was like, <laughs> dude's gonna own up to his mistake. I I love that about him. I respect him even more. Definitely. Like, I don't even. I don't even think that he cost them the Super Bowl. I agree. And no, so, not and at so all. So him owning up to it is just like, man, I really respect this guy. I respect his character. I respect yeah. the way that he plays. Like, and and Philly fans. If any Philly fan out there hates James Bradbury for that holding call, or if anybody hates him for that call, like that, it, it's a clown. It's a clown move because, like, he True. owned up to it. He held. You know, it was a little bit of a tough call, but I still think the Chiefs were going to kick that field goal and probably get an Eagles. They're probably going to stop the Eagles anyway. So, yeah, the way the, the way the Chiefs play. defense was playing, the momentum was definitely on the their side of the ball. I would say, um, but. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's one of those things. I, I was texting with some people, and it's like, that sucks. That's the worst. That's the worst. But then after sleeping on it, I was like, okay, like let's let's forget about that holding call for a second, and let's talk about that this, quote, best defense in the NFL, number one, like, all time. Like, some people are saying this Eagles defense was the greatest all time. And I remember on two shows ago, we were talking. We're like, man, they really – haven't played anyone Mahomes ca- like of a Mahomes caliber this year. Like they they played Lawrence and Jared Goff early in the season when both the Jags and Lions were struggling. Like the you know Dak Prescott put up forty on them like week sixteen, and you know I don't know if I don't think either of us are too high on on Dak honestly. Um, but you know this Eagles defense was phenomenal at beating down on you know kind of broken teams but this was their first true test and they absolutely did not answer the bell it was just overall you know if if you haven't figured out by now chiefs won the game 38 35 because of the call that's you know it's what happened it is what it is but this eagles defense was it just disappeared and and they did what like exactly what the rams did last year like during the season they were signing veterans and signing guys who were already proven to these one-year two-year deals right uh, they brought in Adamican Sue late. They brought in um, Bradbury midseason. They brought in Robert Quinn from the Bears uh, late. You know, late in the season, like this Eagles team was was rolling. They had seventy sacks, seventy sacks this year. Uh, total, like it was absurd. And then you know they got that they got a cream puff game against the Giants after after Daniel Jones used up all of his chakra in the in the in the Vikings game uh so they had they had exhausted Dan, Danny Dimes there and uh then they played against the Niners with no quarterback like we were harping on last week we're like hold on got like this and this Eagles defense zero sacks I saw people at the Chiefs parade today were wearing t-shirts that said zero sacks on them I was like oh man the you know 
Chiefs, Chiefs kingdom know it. Like all these fans, all the players, they they knew exactly what they were going up against, and they they absolutely embarrassed what was a quote you know perfect defense. Like what an absolute masterclass from Andy Reid and Bienemy, especially Andy Reid. I think the second person he congratulate or congratulated and gave credit to at the end of the game was Eric Bieniemy. He said Bieniemy called he yeah he called an amazing game and I was like wow credit to Andy Reid like he throws his offensive coordinator he says Patrick Mahomes and then his offensive coordinator one and two you know like yeah. he Dude, that he was, sick was when I heard that because yeah. Bieniemy has been getting talked about as like a head coaching spot for years now oh he yeah he gotten a shot really so so he got he got a shot last year but he didn't want I forget what job it was but he just didn't want the job he straight up was like I want Mahomes I well, want Mahomes and yeah, the Chiefs I don't I don't but yeah. but it's yeah so he like he definitely he finally now is going to a head coaching interview because yeah the last the last two years I believe like he's he's been the talk of the town for a while and I know you know Andy Reid has been a big proponent of his but he's wanted to stay with Mahomes and the Chiefs but maybe now is the time and we'll get into that because after we get this Super Bowl talk we're going to bring you guys through this coaching carousel that's been going absolutely crazy uh this week so it, it was wild but yeah this Man, like I, I was so disappointed in this Eagles defense, and and I I've said to a lot of people now, uh, Mahomes getting MVP, absolutely fine, 189 yards and three touchdowns, 21 for 27, he played a great game. But I personally wish you could give a MVP trophy to a unit as in an offensive line, because my God, this Chiefs offensive line is protecting Mahomes on one and a half ankles. Gave up zero sacks to a loaded veteran, like, and then great rookies like Jordan Davis, defensive line, you know, Fletcher Cox. Like, there are some all time yeah. greats on this Eagles defensive line and front seven just overall. And the Chiefs offensive line made them look like they were they were playing against a college team. Like there was Mahomes was hardly ever under pressure, hardly ever having a scramble, and the one scramble he did have was just because the Eagles D line got no rush up the middle. They all got flooded out to the sides, and Mahomes just had forty yards to run it straight down the gut. Right, so man, it was it, it was it was brutal. This this Eagles defense that that to me is the storyline of the game is they got absolutely exposed. I I can't put it on Bradbury at all. I think it's just the defense as a unit got totally torched, totally exposed, and and out out coached, straight up out coached by uh, Andy Reid and Bieniemy. So, what would you so, say your what would you say your alternate headline is, Bob? Aside from the the holding call, because I I definitely don't believe it's it comes down to just that. Uh headline would be uh, Mahomes does it again. Yep, yeah. <laughs> uh, good one. <laughs> Game winning drive. I don't know. I mean, all about the Chiefs' offense. Know. It really was. Yeah, just it really was. And it yeah. was like, I mean, he he got helped out by a lot of a lot of his guys too. It wasn't like, I mean, Mahomes definitely deserved the MVP in that game. But like, yeah, man, sure. it was a whole offense. Like you were talking about, it's a whole offensive. Like, Their whole the offense unit. was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Kelsey uncoverable really well. as usual too. Like True. it's it's. Yeah. It's hilarious. He he really has ascended, or well, he's been ascended. But like this Super Bowl game to me solidified him in my brain as the like the new Gronkowski in terms of I remember prime Gronkowski. You know, 
being a Dolphins fan, having to watch the Patriots twice a year, it was understood when I turned that game on that Gronkowski in the first quarter with 15 minutes, you know, with fresh game clock, it was under my impression that Gronkowski already had seven catches for 88 yards and two touchdowns. Like that, that is how I looked at Gronk when, when he was in his prime is just, oh, great, you know, this guy already has his, and now I've got to sit here for an hour, like three hours, and watch him do it to me right in front of my face, and that's what it feels like with Kelsey, it's, he can have zero catches for zero yards, and you know, you you just know, right in your, in your stomach, you're, you're like, okay, yep, Kelsey's already got his, so I wonder who else is going to be impactful here, because whenever Kelsey catches his 20-yard bomb down the field, or his 30-yard touchdown, I'm not going to be surprised, that is the expectation when watching the Chiefs, and and it's that's a nice luxury to have if you're a Chiefs fan out there listening like man don't don't let don't take it for granted because not every NFL team just has their guaranteed 70 yards multi-touchdown guy that 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 the Chiefs do and and Kelsey he was you know phenomenal again he was let's see I believe he was yeah six catches 81 yards and a touchdown six targets six catches simple like he just he does it all He, he does it all so Absolutely absurd game for for Kelsey Mahomes. The whole Chiefs offense, Chiefs defense finally figured it out in the second half. Um, And I guess the, oh, what did you think about this? This is what we'll leave the Super Bowl talk at. Because people were talking about the holding call, right? Saying like, oh, that's a 50-50 call. That's BS. I think the Eagles got an equally beneficial call with that Miles Sanders incomplete pass that I definitely could see being oh, that was that was a 50-50 like oh. some refs could absolutely say cuz he got 2 feet down the question was the football move and he started to turn upfield but he just got know. blown up too a, soon. I, I feel like he didn't take a third step and I also I feel like it was incomplete because I feel like he didn't take a third step and like I said, he didn't make a football – or like you were talking about, he didn't really make a football move. Yeah. And plus, if you watch it in real time, it's, so it's bang, bang, dude. It, it, it bang, is bang, bang. bang. But, when you, but when you slow it down, it makes it look so much worse. Yeah. So I think that's the problem is when you slowed it down, you're like, oh, that's really close. But in game, I I swear it was an incomplete pass. I could I would have bet my life on it. That was an incomplete. incomplete I, pass. I just hate Watch that those plays. Time. I hate that those plays result in an incomplete pass because that defender should be awarded for absolutely blowing the shit out of, out yeah. of a running back. There, you should be like, all right, uh, three yard loss, incomplete pass, <laughs> because because man, that was Miles Sanders. He got hit. He got hit by a truck. Like an yeah. absolute tr- – and that was uh, – I believe that was Legereus Sneed as well who went down with a concussion in that Bengals game. And he came back. He came to play in this game. He was he was phenomenal there. Uh, our boy Karlaftis, he was a little quiet. Didn't hear him much. Chris Jones was getting double teamed all night long. You could feel the frustration from Chris Jones. He was just getting absolutely eliminated from the game by the Eagles offensive line. So, you know, credit to both of these offensive lines. They were phenomenal. Uh, this was a this was an awesome Super Bowl, and you know, last episode we were talking about all these past ones. Where do you think you'd rank this bowl in the last like th- like five years? I'd say five five years. We can go like eighteen to now, dude. It could be the best. Probably, probably, yeah, probably the top one, if not like right up there. Because like Bengals and Rams, like last year was it was. It was good. It was okay. It was tight. It was tight. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and then what? The year before was that was Tampa Bay and Kansas City where they got yeah, molly whopped by Tampa Bay. Absolutely, really good, 
really good defense. Um, then we had the thirteen three. I th- actually, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I believe it was thir- the thirteen three Rams Patriots right before or no, it might have been you know what no, here. I, I think, think it was, was Niners, Niners Chiefs, Niners that was the Chiefs first first win. Was, yeah. was and then there was um thirteen three was twenty eight. Yeah, yeah. I, I would probably say this is the best one. It's probably the best one of this decade so far. Yeah. For sure. I would say. A- absolutely. I, oh, definitely of the de- I agree with you there. Of the of the decade, yeah. this one is definitely the best. I put this one up there excitement wise i guess of a recent super bowl i would say the eagles patriots one that was another shootout uh with nick Foles, the whole story right J- that was jason kelsey's claim to you know personality fame when he was always walking around with the dog mask with lane johnson right like yeah so that's that's what i would i'd put this one right around there i think that he had similar scores as well it was like 40 43 38 something like that so it was it was crazy but overall great great bowl i I regret nothing from this game. I, I really don't have any quarrels about it. I don't love the holding, but at the end of the day, I it did not determine this game. There are so many, so many factors going in, and I can confidently say these were the two best teams. The only hesitation I have there is I think the Eagles and the Niners are 1A and 1B this year with a healthy quarterback for the 49ers. So I'd be interested to see uh, this same Super Bowl replayed with a, with a healthy Niners team. I honestly think we would have got a similar result. Um, but yeah, I guess, you know, it's one of those. We'll never know. So it's, it's just hard. It's hard to talk about it. But man, this, this, was, this was all time. We'll definitely remember this one for a while. I know we, you know, we both won squares, so we'll, we'll forever yeah. remember this one we'll, <laughs> for sure. So yep. with that, that's our, that's our last game. That's our last yeah. game for freaking seven, now, seven now months, time, bro. Now it's time where I shine. This is draft talk coming. Oh, up this is. I'm really this excited. Is, I'm, I am too. I'm glad you are because this is my favorite time of year too. I and this is this is a massive. I was looking at the. Oh, this is a spoiler for a future episode. I was looking at the free agent class this year. Oh my god, bro. There are some big names on this free agency block that are going to be, you know, that are going to be really controversial, not controversial, but very um highly touted guys. Geno Smith, he's going to be a free agent. Well, the Seahawks, I mean, I would if I was Geno Smith, I would want to stay in Seattle, but you know, you never know if someone is like the Texans or the com- you know, so many teams need a quarterback. This is again spoiler to probably next week's episode. Uh, we're going to be hitting the quarterback uh, train heavy next week because there are a lot of teams out there this coming off season that need quarterbacks, and I don't think there's enough to go around. So we'll definitely be getting into that. But uh, you know, this off season is going to be a lot of fun. We're going to keep you guys posted. As we did last year, uh, off season was it's, it's just a great time up until up until May. Then it's sad, but up until you know up until that end of April, we will have some phenomenal content, great coverage, and lots to go around. So, with that being said, we'll get into some of the new faces we're going to be seeing on the sidelines this coming season with the coaching carousel that has been the last week. Um, the Eagles, uh, they. We're in the Super Bowl on Sunday, and you know, three days later, and I believe yesterday, both were finalized. Uh, they have lost both of their coordinators to head coaching jobs immediately. The defensive coordinator uh, for the Eagles, 
Jonathan Gannon. He is the new head coach of the Arizona Cardinals. Bless his soul. He's got an absolute dumpster fire on his hands. Uh, and <laughs> then we have got uh, who Shane St- Shane Steichen going head coaching job going to the Colts. Uh, wow, another dumpster fire on his hand. So the Eagles coordinators are. To me, it feels like they're joining full rebuilds, like a- absolutely full. Cardinals, you could you know disagree and say, oh, they've got a lot of because they've they've got uh, Kyler Murray, DeAndre Hopkins, I believe, is going to be a free agent. Um, I, think he is. I could be wrong there, but I yeah, I believe he's going to be free free agent. I don't know if it's is it this year or is it next? Uh, I'm not sure. I'm not sure, DeAndre Hopkins, because I swear I saw him tweeting the other day about you know going to play with another quarterback. But I'm sure he'll be. Um, I'm sure he'll be a trade target if he is. Let's see. Okay, yeah. So he he is still on contract this year, but he's definitely a trade target because with a franchise that needs blowing up, uh, veteran players who have proven themselves as phenomenal already are going to at, you know they're going to ask for a trade. DeAndre Hopkins, thirty years old. We all know what DeAndre Hopkins can do. Uh, I don't think he wants to sit through a rebuild with a brand new staff and that, you know, he may not have a choice, but in a perfect world, I'm sure DeAndre Hopkins is catching balls from Aaron Rodgers next year or somebody, you know, somebody with that, that caliber uh, of play, you know, maybe, maybe to the Raiders, maybe, maybe to the Raiders, you put DeAndre and Devontae, (laughs) that would be, that would be crazy. But yeah, what do you think of these head coaching hires here, Bob? I think uh, both of these guys have got a lot of work ahead of them. That's for sure. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what you've been. Uh, it's tough. What do you think is harder? Which job do you think is harder to to revive here, the Cardinals or the Colts? Because <laughs> these are I don't know. Brutal. It's because the Cardinals were just so good. Like they were just so good. And then I don't know. I I I just don't know what happened there. I I would probably say dysfunction from the top the Colts the Colts are good too like they're a good team I have no idea what happened I had to be in a Super Bowl contender this past year yeah we both did we both were high on on them I don't think uh, I don't know man I think it's going to take more than I, I think the Cardinals are probably probably have a better shot of being better this upcoming season mm-hmm. I think the Colts have a lot to figure out with offensive coordinating and getting on the same page with their quarterback yeah who we don't know who that's going to be not probably going to be matt ryan <laughs> but like realistically is it is is he there is he their solution he didn't seem like it through the first i mean yeah several months of the year so and it, and it goes into that you know new era right uh, we were talking before before we started recording right chicago new head coach new gm who knows what they'll do with fields they we both probably think they should keep them but you never know and the colts you know this is a colts team and an arizona team that are probably going to be fighting over assistance seeing that they're both coordinators coming from the same team right like they're they're both going to want to bring eagles guys with them they can't both bring all you know they can't both bring them all so the that's going to be interesting but you're right there's there's a lot more from the head coach down to both of these teams that need fixing defensively you know you need a defensive staff offensive staff you know it was three four years ago the Colts had the greatest offensive line in the NFL they lost one guard still have those that same talent on the roster and they were the worst offensive line in the NFL this like it was horrible to watch Matt Ryan was 
on his back all year because this line could not block for him. Matt Ryan didn't have more yeah. than a second and a half to throw the ball. So it was brutal. And, you know, with the Colts, with the Colts picking in the top top five here, I believe they're the number four overall pick uh, coming up to, to this draft here. So this new regime could just say, hey, Matt Ryan, sorry, man, we're going to go with our young guy. Or maybe they trade down and take a project like an Anthony Richardson or uh, you know something like that and then say, hey, Matt Ryan, we need you to be the starter for eight weeks and then put in the rookie as it goes on, right? As it seems that is the tradition in the NFL is to, to start your veteran for eight weeks and then let the rookie play. Uh, oh. But man, it, it's, it's crazy. They both have a lot of work ahead of them. Kyler Murray, he's going to be out like up until November. Like some people were reporting that that doctor said is he'll be out till November. Cause I believe it was ACL and MCL uh, for him. So Kyler needs needed like full reconstruction there. Um, so I think I would rather be the Colts here. Cause you've still got Jonathan Taylor. You know, he can run the ball you've you've still got great talent on the offensive line they you know it's one of those things i don't think players ever you don't regress that much you don't go from first to worst like that is a coaching route in my opinion like i i really think that's ingrained in coaching um there i mean shoot you you saw it obviously this is my just most familiar example but the difference between flores and mike mcdaniel with Tua tagovailoa right like Tua looked like a bust of all busts with Flores. You switch that head coach and that offensive staff, and all of a sudden Tua was in the MVP conversation up until you know week seven or eight or so. Like so, it was. It's one of those things where I I really don't think a, this Colts offensive line is bad. I I think it is repairable. Not to mention they've got they do have a good bit of talent on on that defense. They they need to figure it out, but. You know, hey, they got the Eagles offensive coordinator as their guy now, so that offense should look better. And, you know, you're going to have some young guys in the picture here for the Colts. I believe they only have one pick in the first round, so they will, they definitely need some more building. Uh, But the Cardinals are tough because they lost, they lose A.J. Green this year to retirement. They lose J.J. Watt to retirement. Uh, They could lose DeAndre Hopkins. Oh, uh, who Buda Baker? I believe is up for it. Yeah, he's up for his money uh, this year, and Buda like they should re-sign him because Buda Baker's a phenomenal safety. Uh, but Kyler is nowhere to be seen. I've seen some talks of does the Eagles defensive coordinator bring Gardner Minshew over from the Eagles to fill in that time for eight weeks? And I was like, wow, that's a that's a great idea actually to, yeah. <laughs> to bring bring Minshew in over there because Minshew he'll be a free agent Minshew's as a well. Baller, dude. He is. I think he he's play. a baller of a like- second. He can, yeah. He can oh, at least man. fill in. He can at least fill in serviceably for the time being, and yeah. make you, and he can compete for you. Like, he, and he can be explosive. Like he's, yeah. he can be very explosive. So, no, I, I love the idea of, of Minshew to Arizona. I think that would be very, and not to mention you can run the same stuff with Minshew that you can Kyler Murray. Like you, you really can. Um, Kyler Murray's future. There, there's a lot of quarterbacks with question marks coming into this offseason. And like I said, next week's episode is going to be all of that. We will probably only talk about the quarterback position, so definitely stay tuned for that one because we got so many question marks across the board here. There, There is so much to get into. But, uh, man, best of luck to both these Eagles coordinators. Like, you know, like we both 
they, they've got a lot of work ahead. But uh, I'll let you take this this next hire, uh, Bob, and that is the Ravens' new offensive coordinator. Walk, walk me through this one. What, what do you think about the hire here and even what UGA is doing to replace their former offensive coordinator on this? Yeah, so Todd Munkin, he's a great, he's a great offensive mind, and I think that he's done really great things uh, for UGA, and he not necessarily turned Stetson Bennett into what he is today, but he certainly – our offense was a problem, and he somehow found a way to make a national championship winning team out of, you know, he made Stetson look really, really good. And I think, I mean, Fair. Stetson, I don't know. We'll see how he fares in the NFL. A lot of people say he's going to be garbage and that he doesn't have a shot. And, like, but everybody Stand said up. that about about his college <laughs> career, too. Like, like True. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens with Stetson. I'm not counting him out, but also – you're not, you know, I'm not sitting over here as a Falcon fan saying, please, Falcons, let's take <laughs> Fair. That's fair. not me. I don't, Very I don't, fair. I'm sitting over here like, I'd like to see what he can do in the NFL. Um, he seems to like Dallas. Movie. He should, he should go to the Cowboys. Maybe. Oh, <laughs> yeah, anyways. Oh. Oh, he, didn't, he, didn't go to, uh, he didn't show up to some QB camp or something like that where there was yeah. like a scouting, a scouting camp. And, doesn't he didn't show me. up, and people were people were pissed because they're like, Stetson's only hurting himself by not coming to something yeah. like this because his draft stock, like people are going to jump him. Nobody gets to see him and tell really if he if he is who he says he is or says yeah. that he will, I don't know. He seems to have anyway. a lot going on behind away from football that is <laughs> distracting. Distracting yeah. his process, but yeah. <laughs> so anyways, we got a little bit off off track there with Stetson, but Todd Munkin's a great NFL or a great football mind. We'll see how it can translate to the NFL. What he is great at, what what he is so good at, what UGA is so good at, is consistently changing the playbook and morphing week to week. It is something fair, that the players talk about on. The, the podcast that I produced with the two yeah. PGA football players. Real talk. Give it a so, listen. Yeah. So <laughs> Rylan and Tate were, were talking about on two weeks ago or a couple weeks ago about how the playbook is different. They change every single week. And Munkin does a really good job of that. Um, so I think we'll see how it translates to the NFL. Obviously very different styles, mm. college and NFL. But um, – I don't know. What's interesting for me is how will Munkin, you know, Munkin had Stetson to work with, and now he's going to have Lamar at least. Allegedly. We'll, we'll Allegedly. We'll see if he has Lamar. <laughs> but, like, maybe this will get Lamar to potentially stay. Maybe he'll like Munkin, or Munkin will want to bring in his guy. Yeah. Or, I mean, who knows? Maybe we, maybe the or, or the the Ravens draft Stetson way down I, at the I bottom. Saw, I saw that today. I saw, <laughs> I, I saw I don't someone know. saying they that already today. Have yeah. that. I, feel like, I feel like Stetson, under under Munkin, he can play, play in the NFL. But that'll be something we'll have that only time will tell. But I just – I don't know. I, I like – I'm happy for Munkin. He's a psychopath. A cer- he's certifiably insane, allegedly – from what some of the some of the players have said, um, yeah, 
he and is, that's all what you want. You want your players to love the offense because that's that's when you get guys who are gonna yeah put in the effort to learn that every week. And he's going to a great offense too. Like this Ravens offense is by no means bad. Like this is yeah. the best offense he'll have ever coached. I think, <laughs> especially you know allegedly if he keeps Lamar. If he keeps Lamar, we'll see. But man, like I I definitely like the hire because. I mean, look at the TCU game, right? Like, TCU plays five DBs, and there were receivers and tight ends that were schemed wide open on seemingly every single play. Like, there were little yeah. little to no contested catches for the Bulldogs in that championship game because they were just wide freaking open. Like, it was, you know, so he clearly knows what he's doing with a, you know, with a college offense. So now give him a full roster of NFL players that have all proven themselves, right? Your best 11 out there. It's a it's an exciting hire, I think. So that it'll be. I'm interested to see what happens to Greg Roman, the now ex Ravens offensive coordinator, because I think he should be up for one of these head coaching uh, head coaching jobs here. But I haven't heard his name popping around at all. But someone's name who we were just talking about a bit ago, and I, we'll we'll end with this one, uh, and that is enemy Eric enemy He was a legend. So as of yesterday morning, people thought, oh, he. You know, if he was going to go for an interview, he would have gone on Monday. He didn't go. He's going to choose to stay with the Chiefs again. And then today I saw he actually ended up taking an interview for the commander's head coaching job, uh, which I honestly forgot Ron Rivera was no, no longer like in the picture there. I, I like I was I didn't little, know that. Like, I don't know what's what's going on. But yeah, the enemy is. I don't know if if they're talking to him about offensive coordinator, maybe, but I swear I let's see Rivera. I mean, he's. I feel like the players Hold love on. him there. Because okay, Washington. sorry, yeah, my bad. Offensive coordinator. Wow, I thought he'd go to a head coaching job though. That's here's the thing. So he so thing he he knows his his side of the ball. The enemy. That's <laughs> yeah, but that that's good. That's great. You I know, agree. Be offensive coordinator, but I think. There, there has been talks of Andy Reid retiring after the Super Bowl. No after way. The Super Bowl, there has been. Yep. People are like, I wonder if Reid's going to retire. There has been – I'm not saying there has been talk from him specifically. I'm just saying there has been, you know, questions are swirling. There's some, there's I think, some rumors swirling. I believe he addressed it post-Super Bowl, though. I think post-Super Bowl, they, they, yeah, Terry Bradshaw asked him. He's like, so big guy, you going to – and he's like, oh, no, I'm having too much fun. Like So So I think I, – I definitely think Andy Reid is – I know stay. Andy Reid is here to stay. Yeah, Andy okay. Reid's okay. definitely there to stay. I, didn't, I must have missed that then. But I was going to say – Oh, it was like late, just, late, yeah. The enemy would just stay with the Chiefs, if anything. And, and if you're going to go from yeah. one offense to another, you're – Dude, just stay with the Chiefs. Just stay Chiefs offensive coordinator with that great back when you have Patrick Mahomes and you got you brought in a couple of one year contract like receivers and won a Super Bowl with that. Like Yeah. When got Kadarius Tony and like dude. My yeah. my guess is maybe this is an offensive coordinator position that's more than an offensive coordinator. You know, maybe Ron Rivera is thinking about, you know, Two three years down the road, maybe he hangs it up, and the enemy would probably step in right then. So, who knows? Because Ron Rivera, he's huge defensive guy. Like Panthers defenses under him were phenomenal. I remember Luke Keekley, uh, that was Josh Norm, early Josh Norman. Like he, 
Ron Rivera is is phenomenal on the defensive side of the ball. So bringing Bienemy, I think that would marry a really good combination. And you know maybe Bienemy wants to just test his skills somewhere else, or maybe he just has good connections within the Commanders organization. Right? It is odd to me. That's why I thought it was for head coaching right off the top there. I, I should have, I could have sworn someone said head coaching, but yeah, I should have just looked on that more. But geez, it was. Uh, it, it would be crazy to me, like you just said, to go f- to leave Patrick Mahomes, Kadarius, Tony willingly, right? Like that's you're loaded and go to there. Like Taylor Heineke, like what are we doing? Well, yeah, and I that's a, and that's another that's that's another conversation. Is who knows what the Commanders <sighs> we'll are going to do? Yeah, we're yeah, we'll... we got so much quarterback talk. They're yeah, they pick 16th in this coming draft, which with a draft with a lot of project QBs and quite honestly, a lot of teams who could trade down in this draft for more value that, you know, need the, the bears need to, you know, they have a huge decision at number one, which we'll be talking about for the next two months. Uh, Absolutely. So it's, it's, it's crazy. Actually, it's, it's going to be really interesting. Uh, Credit to all the coaches who are getting hired. Now Vic Fangio, he got finalized for in Miami. So that was, that was nice. Um, Vic Fangio officially defensive coordinator of the Dolphins now with a stacked ass roster. So excited for that one. And then, you know, what, what do the Falcons have any openings this, this off season? Isn't it? Um, we had, I don't know if it's been filled. Uh, Dean P's retired. So defensive coordinator. is yeah. open. I don't know about our OC. Um, looks like Arthur Smith is kind of to stay as our head coach as of, as of right now. Um, let's see. So Ryan Neal. Oh, that's okay. The Falcons, they did. So Ryan Nielsen is their next defensive coordinator. Uh, Nielsen with the saints since 2017, he was the saints D line and co defensive coordinator. Hey, great hire. I love saints D coordinators cause their defense is always frightening. Even when they are a bad team. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. It'll be fun. It'll I be also fun. like stealing them from a division rival. So oh yeah, that's always exactly. Nice that's always know. a good time. So, yeah, there you go. I mean, Dolphins and Falcons are set. Now we've got every other team to talk about this off season. It is going to be a crazy one. I don't think it'll be like last year with the quarterback carousel in, in the same way. Well, last year was more the trades. Like there were so many trades. Uh, you know, Devontae Adams. Russell Wilson, you know, we, I could probably, I got to pull up the notes from last year because there was so much action, but this year free agency and team needs are high. So we've got so much content coming towards you guys and, you know, I'm excited to get into it. Definitely pumped for next week's episode because we got a lot of quarterback talk that needs to be had, especially when you look at a team like the Chiefs and they have a guy like Mahomes, right? That's all any team wants is their they want their Mahomes. Everyone wants to find yeah. their Mahomes, but there is a strong lack of them right now in the league. So it's going to be interesting. We'll see what teams reach, what teams give up too much, and what teams you know just don't do anything at all and think they can move forward with the serviceable guy, which never works. Look at Ryan Tannehill for the Titans for the last six years. Uh, but yeah, that's that's one thing. So. We'll leave it there. (laughs) Thank you guys for listening and got a great quarterback episode coming to you next week. Yep. See you guys.